Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC. Did you know how much I love you? Here's a hope that somehow you can save me from this darkness. We really live in interesting times. Absolutely absurd what's happening with President Trump, the well, first president in history to be indicted in our by the Department of Justice, Together facing 37 counts, Alone which we'll get into, which is really an interesting time. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm your host, Ethan Hatcher. That's producer Carl on the board, pushing those buttons and doing the things to make the show function. We begin with uh, the uh, former president facing uh, charges, pleading not guilty at a federal court on Tuesday. Um, Again, 37 counts. That said, I mean, if you ask me, do I think this is a political indictment? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean Trump makes it easy to defend him and that doesn't make this absolutely ridiculous if you see the photos he's got dozens of crates of classified documents this is not like presidential notes these are nuclear uh, capabilities these are battle plans he's got them in the bathroom he's got them in the storage closet he's got them on a stage Absolutely, you know, not secure. And if you say, oh, well, the president declassified these, first of all, it's a question of when did he do it as president? Yes, the president has the authority to declassify documents, but not after he's left the White House, which is the period of time we're talking about. And also, if you say the documents were declassified, then that would surely mean they're subject to a Freedom of Information Act request, right? Right? As I understand it, but they're not because they weren't declassified, guys. So let's put that uh, argument to rest. And when you see the photos and you read the indictment, it's incredibly damning. A lot of the evidence comes from his lawyers, from his aides, from recordings. Do you want to know one of the reasons why they never caught, caught up with Jimmy Hoffa? figured out where he was he was buried was because the people they were pretty darn sure were involved never talked about it and they bugged their flats they you know followed him with uh, the little radar you know radars uh, and they just never talked about it with their associates with uh, you know their criminal compatriots and they you know so they never put it apart Donald Trump is out there bragging he's showing this stuff to uh, kid rock he you know he's uh, saying on tape out loud like oh ha, ha, I did you know I didn't declassify this uh, you know, I just took it with me. Why, why would you say it out loud? My goodness. He just doesn't make it easy to defend him. Now, 
you know, again, I do think the indictment is political because obviously they're not applying the same standards to other politicians. It is selective treatment here. And if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. We can get all kinds of crazy with uh, indictments against, uh, against elected officials for mishandling of classified uh, information. Foremost among them, obviously, Hillary Clinton deleting emails, destroying servers, eluding uh, the federal government, uh, and Joe Biden, who admits, admits that he had classified materials dating back to 1974. 1974! Oh, what's going on with my audio, Carl? Audio's there. <sighs> Audio's there. Oh. I'm turned up. Let's oh, try. There we go. I made voluntarily, no one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily open every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home, invited them. Nobody. And so, and the best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up are things that are from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. You stole it! He stole it! No, I didn't! 1974? Well, then what What the hell's the purpose of a skiff? Have you seen these things? They're like giant metal boxes. I saw you looked up uh, pictures of it. They're specifically cordoned off. You're not taking stray papers. What do you mean that, you know, this isn't, you know, notes? He's, uh, you know, um... <laughs> He's he's stealing it. He's uh, uh, stuffing it in his uh, cheap suits and walking out with uh, classified materials and keeping it for decades. Whereas the president, uh, former President Trump, he only left office in 2021. He had possession of these classified materials for like a year and a half. So surely if it is uh, 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 corruptly concealing a document or record for a year and a half, then it must be for decades since 1974. What's, uh, you know, that's... Uh, that's 49 years ago. Oh, it's absolutely obscene. But again, Trump doesn't make it easy. And if you see those photos, they're absurd. And I'm sure it wouldn't look any less absurd to see classified materials by the Corvette in the garage out in Delaware. But this, you know, this is why the indictment has every appearance and the reality of it being uh, completely political, because the standards are not evenly applied between officials. And this is undoubtedly going to energize the Trump base. He's probably going to be propelled through the Republican primaries. You know, I bet you. Um, which I, that concerns me. I had actually looked forward to a time when we were going to be dealing with Trump every single day. I was kind of on the Tucker Carlson train with that one. You know, I was the, the administration was productive, but after he left office, I was kind of glad to see him go. So that way we didn't have to deal with the drama every single day. And we're back at it again. We're back at it again with the indictment. It's going to dominate the news, and I'm kind of sick of it at this point. If you can't tell, the issue enormously frustrates me, um, as I'm sure it does many Americans. And I had looked forward to the potential uh, that a DeSantis administration offered. I, I was looking forward to his campaign, and it's still going to be interesting. You know, never say never. But because of the Democratic meddling, and this this can be considered a, election interference, uh, because they're going after the most, you know, one of the most prominent candidates in the field. Um, it, I'm sick of it, man. Don't want to talk about it anymore. You have already heard this issue beaten to death, so I won't belabor the point any further. But obviously, between Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, uh, you know, Trump's indictments uh, look look completely petty uh, in, in comparison. Um, 
And and this is you know this is doubtlessly going doubtlessly going to empower his campaign coming up in 2024. This is Saturday night on the Circle. Stay tuned. There is just so much to cover in the news this week, from the indictments to the uh, uh, Pride Parade on the White House lawn. We'll be getting into that next hour. Coming up next, however, uh, guest Nigel Leskowski, Nigel Leskowski joins the show, and we're going to talk about the interview that they did on Hammer and Nigel with Jim Lucas and some of my observations from his comments and claims during the interview. We'll go over that coming up next. Stay tuned to 93 WIBC. is Saturday night on The Circle on 93 WIPC. Hello and welcome to Saturday Night on The Circle, where I'm your bespectacled curmudgeon, Ethan Hatcher. Don't miss the podcasts uploaded to Saturday Night on The Circle.fireside.fm and WIBC.com. Plus, you can join us live while we're streaming on the YouTube. At the end of May, Representative Jim Lucas was involved in a headline-grabbing crash and has now taken a plea deal, which avoids jail time for operating while intoxicated. This week, he finally spoke publicly about the incident with Hammer and Nigel, and a few points stuck out at me on reflection. Here to revisit these moments is one half of the dynamic duo on the Hammer and Nigel show. It's the ladies' man, man's man, and man about town, the noble Nigel Leskowski, hey, joins man. us once again for another outing on Saturday Ethan, Night on The Circle. Ethan, what's going on, man? Oh, man, Nigel, it's been a yeah. busy week. There's been so much to cover in the headlines from the Trump indictments sure. to uh, the the White House Pride event. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> yeah, that was... It's uh, where the trans guy showed his <laughs> fake breasts out on the lawn. And right. With and they're like, like this bitten. is totally yeah. unacceptable. And it's like, well, what did you expect? <laughs> it's, exp- it's You know, it's fine in the classroom, <laughs> in the kids' books, but not in on the, the White House lawn. But not on the White know, House lawn. But this is a family. <laughs> friendly event, I believe is what they said. Right. Okay, so there was also this interview that you conducted with Representative Jim Lucas, and I want to get out of the way, first of all, I did think it was very commendable for him to, you know, finally step forward publicly, take some, you know, responsibility, and then speak about it with the media, because, you know, especially with the uh, state of Indiana politics, it would be so easy, and he would have the full support of the General Assembly to completely stonewall the media and just, you know, try and sweep this under the rug and make it disappear. So, I did think it was commendable that he stepped forward, but there were a couple interactions that you had that kind of made me tilt my head, raise my eyebrow, okay. and one of them was where he set this incredibly low bar for himself that nobody got hurt. Like, what do you mean nobody got hurt? Nobody was hurt, thank God. And that's that's one of the things I do want to point out, and um, I own this, guys, but there are people out there that have done you know, unintentionally things that I have done and have hurt or killed innocent people or hurt themselves. I was fortunate that none of that happened. And thankfully, nobody, no innocent people, you know, got hurt or, thank God, got killed. Yes, thank God nobody got killed. But the point is they easily could have. And I think most people going about the course of their day don't reflect, you know, when they finally sit in their bed like, oh, thank God I didn't kill anybody today. (laughs) (laughs) I I think, yeah, the bar is pretty low when that's your excuse. (laughs) Hey, at least, you know what, I didn't kill anybody. Let me say this. Jim Lucas was speaking extemporaneously off the top of his head. I don't know that he, his 
intention was to say, oh, God, at least I didn't kill anybody. Like, we're kind of putting it into that sort of sarcastic context. I don't think that was his no, I don't, intention. No, I, I don't think it was quite that flippant, but no, after he, he the severity being, of something like that, you know how it looks. He wasn't being flip. Um, yeah, of course, saying, uh, at least I didn't kill anybody is, is, is not the best thing to say. But I don't, you know, in the same sentence there, you said, look, I own this. I made a mistake, and uh, I'm ready to move forward. But part part of that, yes, ready to move forward. That was good. But you know, even in your conversation, he admitted he plans to keep drinking. You know, possibly in the near future. Like this isn't the end for the representative. And you know, fair enough. Like maybe, maybe you know, not for a lifetime. But shouldn't you, in the short term, thinking about stepping it back and maybe beyond just the uh, probation plea deal? Here's what he said: Are you ever going to drink again? Uh, drink, but I'm going to drink and drive. I mean, that's, you know, you, you think you've had a few, you can drive home. Um, you can't. But I'm going to be realistic about this, too. I mean, it wasn't drinking the problem, it was the decision making. Well, no, the drinking was the problem because it affected your decision making. <laughs> and it affected you know your ability to operate a motor vehicle. I, I Clearly. I didn't mention this on our show this week. There is a hate mail that was sent to our executive producer, Matt Hiblin, about my line of questioning. Yeah. Uh, like like how rude, like Nigel was being very rude in that question. Not everybody that gets a DUI has to stop drinking for the rest of their lives. Not everybody that gets a DUI is some sort of uncontrollable drunk. And I get this. So I, he, Matt wouldn't even show me the email. He, it was like so like. Like, you know, he bashed me. Whoever sent that email, not Jim didn't send the email. Some random nope. listener sent that. Well, let's get this out of the way, first of all, because this isn't just an OWIDUI, whatever. This isn't a case of, you know, the representative kind of driving oh, sure. along the road and you swerve outside the line. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? No. He completely, you know, Duke's a hazard style, yeah. generally yeah. jumped over a roundabout, yeah. down an embankment, threw two guardrails on the highway, yes. and then left the scene of an accident. And, you know, he claims he was being courteous. By parking the vehicle behind the uh, behind the business, I believe it was a carpet business, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that was another one of the interactions where he stu- you know stood by his statement to the police that yeah. oh I'm not I'm not tr- I wasn't trying to hide the vehicle and here's that interaction. I thought I could make it back home, and obviously I couldn't. Um, vehicle crapped out on me. I parked it um, behind a business. Didn't want to get oil and stuff in their driveway. That that's on tape. I think, Jim, if I being completely honest, I think you were probably trying to hide the car, right? You didn't want to want the, I mean, it had nothing to do with the oil leaking in the. Oh no, no, you I, I, the, I mean, the damage of the car. You can you can insinuate or assume all you want, but I'm I was being honest. I, I am being honest. I called no, no. in, didn't I? <sighs> No, I, I, I he he misunderstood me. I was just being honest, and then I later explained to him he's being he's trying to be honest too. Yeah. No, and I'm not and I'm not I'm not going to disagree <laughs> yeah, with was... him. I'm not going to say what you know what was in the mind of Jim Lucas <laughs> while he was driving down the roadway. I would like to point out, however, in the uh, uh, with the intention of courtesy, it's interesting that it didn't occur to him it would possibly be more courteous to instead of pulling behind a business, yeah. pull off to a shoulder on the side of the road yeah. in one of the any three miles. <laughs> between him and this establishment uh, instead of like, oh, well, you know, I was at the corner of the intersection and I pulled behind this business. Like, no, you had to drive three miles to this business before it occurred to you that it would be more courteous not to leave an oil slick. Like, again, I'm not I'm not going to say what was in the mind of the representative, but come on, man. He's like Marty McFly in Back to the Future when he's trying to hide the DeLorean behind the billboard <laughs> and put a bunch of tree brush on it so nobody would see. I don't know what was in his mind. No. I know I don't believe him. We, we, I, but that's it's, it's sort of a moot point. 
he pled guilty to OWI and leaving the scene of an accident. There's no other additional charges. And is, so, is hiding a vehicle a crime I, I or beyond I, I just leaving? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not anywhere near well-versed in but that. But the charges but were serious back, enough. Going back to drinking after a DUI. I know if something like that happened to me, God forbid, you know, I don't do that, but I... I would never take another drink again, especially if I'm wrecking vehicles and doing Dukes of Hazard kinds of things, and and having that, you know. If, if not for I, a not, lifetime, then an extended period of time to get a hold I, of I yourself. I don't think it was an outrageous question no, to ask. No, no, and I'm I, glad, got, I got a lot of blowback for that. I'm glad you pushed back on him there, and I'm glad you pushed back on him about hide, hiding the vehicle because that's part of you know you can't necessarily play softball when you bring these representatives into the studio, especially when you're dealing with a no. matter as serious as this. You know, you know, we've had a long relationship with the representative. He's come on the show many times, and he's always been, even when he's gotten in trouble on social media, uh, there's been some things we push back on him about that. You know, like, come on, what are you doing? So he's never been afraid to come on with us, and I think it's because we ask fair questions, we're tough, we don't back down, but we also don't have some sort of... Um, Severe, super hyper beef like him and Rob Kendall do. <laughs> you know, I think he's he's a very he's kind of a high profile figure in 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 the state and his, certainly in his. Uh, um, and we love Rob to death, but he gives yeah. absolutely no quarter at all. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, not. Right, 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 right. So you're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle. We've been speaking with Nigel Leskowski from the Hammer and Nigel Show and revisiting moments from their interview with Representative Lucas about this very serial serious operating while intoxicated, of which he pled guilty, and avoided jail time, which is something else I wanted to get into, because during the interview, he maintained like, oh, well, you know, uh, during the arrest and during the trial, I was treated like anybody else. I had my day in court today. I was treated like anybody else in my situation. And I will continue to do what the court tells me to do, and I will put this behind me. I'm going to dispute that, Nige, because I sat back and watched the full, you know, more than hour um, body cam footage between yeah. him and the the, the interactions yeah. with police officers, and they were palling around. They were chummy. He was bragging at one point, I think, about uh, being instrumental in passing a state law that allowed what, what was it, spring loaded switchblades uh, to be carried. And, you know, he's kind of yeah, puffing yeah. his chest out about that, and they're like, and you know, and the officers are interacting like. Oh, are you a Glock man or are you a Sig man? If this is you or me, if this is Joe Blow, who not only was you know operating while intoxicated and you know, but left the scene of a crash, uh, you know, jumped their well, vehicle. Look, like, I, I think, <laughs> I think the police officers would much rather have an agreeable, affable drunk on mm-hmm. their hands that is cooperating with them than a belligerent, blacked out. Uh, a subject to which they have to subdue. But it is very common practice for officers in the course of their interactions with you to get you to drop some potentially incriminating statements. And he Mirandized him. He let him know that anything you say can and will be held yeah. against you as a standard procedure. But, you know, no sooner did the representative like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to talk about this. They just completely abided by that and played ball. Well, they have to. I'm just, I'm just not sure. I'm not that, trying uh, to hold Lucas's water <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And Hammer spoke to a couple of his police buddies that these charges and the probation and uh, the, the whatever the I don't know if it's first, uh, first offense yeah, suspended. First offense yeah, suspended sentence is not uncommon. Yeah. But I feel with the aggravating factors of leaving, you know, the scene sure. and driving more than sure. three miles might, for an ordinary individual, result might turn out different. Yeah, might yeah. turn out differently. Yeah. And that's my only thing here. Uh, of course, he also said he. 
doesn't intend to resign. Um, and and that, that's another beef that I have, because they're not even censuring him. There doesn't seem to be any movement from the General Assembly to you know just make a public statement you know, that this, maybe... this kind of behavior is unacceptable as a, as for a representative. Come on, man. I, I don't Am think... I being unreasonable here? I, I, I don't think you Am should. Am I being a hard ass? If he doesn't want to resign, I don't think you should resign. Rob, I don't, I'm, Rob not talking Kendall, about, I'm not talking about resignation. Okay. I'm talking about, you know, just a slap on the wrist or, you know, a yeah, statement. Or maybe a committee assignment that's yanked, Bingo. you know. I, Bingo. I don't know what the future holds for I'm him in that regard. I'm not talking about resignation. I, I, agree I, with the, I agree with the representative when he said, you know, like, oh, just one slip up shouldn't be held against you for the rest of your life. Sure. But there are also consequences. Oh sure, yeah. And yeah, at, yeah. I mean, at, the, at a minimum, a you know, a verbal reprimand. Come on, from the General Assembly. I don't feel like I'm being unfair. Uh, then finally, the last thing that I wanted to get into was uh, was the statement there there at the end, and it just kind of got to me where he maintain you know conti- continues to maintain there wasn't a problem, and it's not like I was out of my mind. And I think you have said this will never happen again, but part of the reason it did is because of the drinking. Sure, and, and that was just one factor in it. I mean, there were so many other things that I won't discuss because they're personal, but it wasn't just the drinking. Some people go out there and they'll, they'll blow a, a 3-0 or something like that. Well, hell yeah, that was drinking. You know, by, by the time everything was said and done, I got back to the police station, I blew an 08, so it was coming down. So it wasn't like I was out of my mind um, impaired. Come on, you're you know, Dukes of Hazard style jumping yeah, over there a roundabout. Is a, there's a lot of damage. I don't exactly know what he was going through. I don't know if he saw a deer, and he said there maybe some personal stuff going on that he was dealing with. I, I don't know. He said point oh eight. He blew a point nine when, seven. I think point oh. I'm sorry, point oh nine seven. When they got back to the station, and they're again yes. going to the special treatment, you know, issue. I think if it were just you or I, we're probably getting breathalyzed at the scene. You know. If they got yeah, the equipment, it, he said point oh eight. It wasn't. It was point oh nine seven something. Is, is what it came back as. Which so you're which also I, minimizing <laughs> at that yeah, point. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> you know, to and to, then to insist that you know it's not like you were out of your mind. Like, uh, the evidence, I would say, appears yeah. entirely otherwise. So, look, uh, you know, I, I get we got kind of got to wrap this segment up, but right. I, I thought it was really cool that you sat down with a representative. I think that it was you know praiseworthy that. He did own up to a measure of responsibility, of but there were those those few bites that we went through yep. that kind of. I understand it. I totally get it. Made the hairs in the back of my neck stand up. <laughs> Cause for concern, you know. Right, right. I get it. And we'll continue to follow this story on 93 WIBC, so make sure to tune in to uh, my show and also the award-winning Hammer and Nigel, 3 to 7, every day. This is 93 WIBC, Saturday night on The Circle. Stay tuned for more. Just a good old boy Never mean it no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they were born Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night on the Circle podcast. Be sure to catch us live every Saturday night from 7 to 9 Eastern on 93 WIBC Indianapolis and watch us on the YouTube live stream where you can comment live with other fans. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC. Truly the world has never seen an executive like Joe Biden who stumbles his way through nearly every appearance with a ceaselessly comical awkwardness emanating from every pore as the limits of his mental faculties are stretched. You'll hear how the president revisits a classic Bidenism from the campaign trail, promises ocean-crossing railways, and comes up with an ironically accurate description for the transgender celebration at the White House. Uh, You'll hear it all for this week's edition of Hat Tricks with Hatcher. It's time for another one of Hatcher's Hat Tricks. The story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm your host, Ethan Hatcher, and producer Carl. Beep, 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 pushing those buttons, doing the things to make the show function. We begin with a classic Bidenism. I don't think I've heard this in quite some time. Dating back to his days on the campaign trail, February of 2020, most recently at a White House event for I believe it was gun control safety in the community. Joe Biden saying, lying dog face pony soldier again. Now, as you, some of you know, I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. They tell me there's a storm coming in. Is that right? Is, still, is that still the deal? That's the truth. Now, don't make a lie. As that, that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog face lying pony soldier. Sad. Very sad. Sad. Now, this dates again all the way back to February of 2020 when he was on the campaign trail in New Hampshire and he called a woman there lying dog faced pony soldier. If we'll get the sound to cooperate. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. <laughs> you ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. So the president says this is from a John Wayne movie. I did some digging, due diligence on the part of a, a broadcaster. And, of course, that's not a quote from a John Wayne movie. It doesn't exist. Actually, it was fact check. I think it was politic fact. All the way back in 2020, apparently he is combining, like, three movies and weaving them together into to this obviously fictional scenario where John Wayne calls someone a lion dog face pony soldier didn't happen um, but it was funny that that, that, that we heard it again um, also as part of the same event he for reasons unknown inexplicably ended it by saying God save the queen I'm not sure if it's a joke or if he just isn't sure what's going on alright God save the queen man what 
perfect as it starts playing uh, Stars and Stripes Forever. I swear to God, Carl, I didn't add that. You know I've been adding sound to kind of spice up the bites. That was total. I mean, sometimes the jokes write themselves, Carl. Yeah, I, I swore that you added that music. Nope. It was there. So, okay. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a joke in the uh, tweet when I saw that. And I, I got a couple different angles of it from broadcasters, and it's in all the clips. So, yeah, that was that was native sound. Sometimes the jokes write themselves. But speaking of executives with diminishing mental capacity, we also had a stunning bite from John Fetterman, which would be funny if it wasn't so damn sad. Speaking as a Senate committee hearing about the I-95 disaster, the collapse there of one of the major interstate arteries of the United States. He just, he's, he can't string a coherent sentence together. He's struggling. This man is clearly not well. Earlier today, some com some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel, feel free, you're recognized. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, uh, you know, Obviously, that you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95, <laughs> and I, I certainly am too. And we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for for Pennsylvania, but for the east the east coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal. I mean, my goodness. And you people had the opportunity to have a real conservative uh, elected through the primaries. But instead, you got Oz because Trump is enamored with celebrity. And as a result, we got Frankenstein over here who's just droning along and obviously is not fit to represent anybody, much less, uh, you know, the state of Pennsylvania in his capacity as a senator. It's absolutely sad and disgusting that he's being used as a political tool. But, you know, it's whatever the Democrats just have. They, they got another reliable vote and that's all they need. But returning to Joe Biden, we had a... <laughs> This was great. Um, he, he was at uh, yet another event and this time said the United States and he's not been fact checked on the fact checked on this outside of conservative media uh, presence so far. But he said we were going to build a train across the Indian Ocean. Swear to God. Well, we're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. What? We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I could go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yesterday, I learned the difference between a train and a boat. I wrote this song before that. Train on the water, boat on the track. Train on the water, boat on the track. My lady took a train across the Atlantic. I hope it don't sink like the Titanic. I went to the station, caught a boat downtown. I hope it don't fall off the track and I drown. You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle, 93 WIBC. I'm your host, Ethan Hatcher. We got one more bite to go. Absolutely precious. This at the White House Pride event last weekend, where Joe Biden ironically came up with a fairly accurate descriptor for uh, the tea 
part of the LGBT community. As Commander-in-Chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans serving in the United States military. Jester, I kind of like that term. We'll be talking more about the Pride event uh, and some of the uh, things that unfolded there on the White House lawn coming up in the next hour, so stay tuned. But f- uh, before we end the hour, I wanted to get into um, the the anti-woke chocolate by Jeremy's uh, Jeremy's Chocolate from The Daily Wire. And so next, a- or, uh, next segment... Uh, Carl and I are going to be sampling this, unwrapping it, and seeing if we can unravel the mysteries of where it was manufactured. Don't miss it. That's coming up next. This is Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIBC. Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle. Surely by now, you've forgotten your outrage dating from all the way back to March when Hershey's Chocolate announced for International Women's Day a campaign which centered around transgendered activist Faye Johnstone. This was perceived as an enormous insult to women everywhere, obviously, and outraged the conservative community. Building off this anger uh, and profiting from it specifically is Jeremy Boring of Jeremy's Razors uh, and uh, founder, uh, CEO, I believe, of the Daily Wire uh, news organization and he created jeremy's chocolate at the time the chocolate binary offering uh nutless and nutted chocolate bars uh she her and he him and i ordered it at the time because i thought it was amazing i mean it took like a couple of days for him to announce this um and and it just struck me as you know curious that uh a uh, uh, journalistic organization uh, that also dabbles in razor manufacturing would have the, uh, pro- the the facilities on hand to just start making chocolate. And so I suspected, wouldn't it be ironic if uh, Daily Wire had somehow partnered with Hershey's uh, uh, producers in order to make this unbranded chocolate and then sell it back to you at an enormous uh, uh, price increase? This is $25, I think it was $30 uh, with shipping chocolate for four bars. Four bars came in this little box right here. Um, so, Carl, we're going to sample this on air. You tell me whether this is uh, worth seven and a half bucks a bar, and I can already tell you it's not because look at this. Look at this, folks. This is super thin. Yeah. This is bullcrap. Yeah. For a he him, it doesn't have much girth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, trying the chocolate. Not worth no. Not worth seven and a half bucks. <laughs> no. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Not worth the it's, money. It's okay, but I'd rather. I just rather have a Hershey's. Yeah. And evidently, so would everybody else. This was not a Bud Light campaign because I checked out Hershey's uh, sales and stock prices. They've only gone up. Oh. <laughs> since uh, since March. So clearly, people are not set, uh, parting ways with their hard-earned uh, uh, dollars to get uh, Jeremy's chocolate, and it's overpriced. But 
Well, it, comes, it comes from a razor company. I'm sure there's no razors in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always warn about that around Halloween yeah. time, you know. I'm it seems mean coming from a, a conservative chocolate company. But I don't see anywhere on the wrapper. See, it says distributed by Jeremy's Razors from uh-huh. Lebanon, Tennessee. But it doesn't, it doesn't tell you where it was manufactured. Like anywhere on this wrapper, there's not a company name. I think there's... There's this little logo off to the side, but I looked uh, looked around that before the show. That's just like a, a, a kosher branding. It just lets you know that it's kosher chocolate, which makes sense mm-hmm. that Jeremy's Chocolate would sell uh, ch- chocolate uh, uh, consistent with a Judeo-Christian ethic. You know, seems very on brand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for conservative chocolate. But overpriced, not worth the 30 bucks to get four bars here. Um, And certainly by now, you have long forgotten the reason for your outrage. It didn't get here until the beginning of June. Um, It was after my last show, but before the 10th where I was off. So, you know, we, we had to wait a minute before I could talk about it on the air. But Carl, I am entrusting you. I'm giving you that bar. Don't lose the wrapper. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's see see if we can uh, unravel the mystery of where it was manufactured. Because I looked on the website. I mean, I was Googling it. I'm looking high and low. Who is the partner? Who is making the money yeah. here? Well, can we resell this to other people? I don't think I want to have any more of these. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I suppose it will be a fairly short-lived venture, certainly at $7.50 a bar. <sighs> Adventures in chocolate on the air. All right, so can't necessarily recommend uh, Jeremy's chocolate, but if you feel especially outraged by Hershey's partnership uh, with a transgender activist, then I suppose knock yourself out. Uh, there it is, 30 bucks a bar. It can be shipped directly to your door in only like three and a half months <laughs> from the time. Like, what is this? That's in the mail. Oh, that's right. (laughs) You're listening to 93 WIBC. Thanks for uh, staying tuned to the show. Coming up in the next hour, we have Donald Rainwater on the program, and we're going to talk about the inaction of the Indiana General Assembly on the rising property taxes, which is absolutely ridiculous that we live in a Republican, not only a Republican majority state, but a Republican supermajority state, and they won't get off their ass and do anything about the property taxes increasing 20, you know, 15%, 20%, 30%, sometimes 50% or more for homeowners across the state. Uh, the, the the government exploiting the appraisal loophole to increase uh, the value of your home and then take more away from your labor. Stay tuned to 93 WIBC. We got all that plus commentary on the White House Pride event. Don't miss it. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night on the Circle podcast. Be sure to catch us live every Saturday night from 7 to 9 Eastern on 93 WIBC Indianapolis and watch us on the YouTube live stream where you can comment live with other fans. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. 
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. to Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIBC. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm Ethan Hatcher, your square peg in this round world. Don't miss the podcast uploaded to SaturdayNightOnTheCircle.Fireside.FM and WIBC.com, also streaming live on the YouTube. Hoosiers are being pressed to their limits by the stressors of runaway inflation and rising property taxes as lawmakers exploit the assessment loophole to gouge Hoosiers and collect record levels of taxation statewide, leading to enormous budget surpluses skimmed from your hard-earned laborers. Joining the program now is the man on the campaign trail who promises to stand against the nefarious forces of taxation and incompetent government overreach. He's the dashing, dynamic, dramatic, and daring Donald Rainwater with us on Saturday Night on the Circle once again. Good to talk with you, sir. Yes, well, Ethan, thanks for having me, and I feel like uh, I don't have much to say now because you just said a mouthful right there. <laughs> well, we always want to want to give our guests a nice uh, nice intro. Uh, I was uh, pleased to be able to attend the Hoosier Tax Rally against rising property taxes a couple weeks ago on the st- uh, steps of the State House, of which you were a speaker, Rob was a speaker, Micah Beckwith was a speaker, and what stuck out to me, of course, was that there was not one single legislator anywhere where in the audience you know it just wasn't important well it's it's obviously they are not interested in uh, giving any Hoosier citizens tax relief other than the ones that donate to their campaigns um, this is a, a problem that we've seen for a long time here in Indiana if you have a, a corporation that you're willing to uh, move, uh, offices and, and build a building, they will give you huge tax abatements for years uh, and, of course, then uh, uh, raise the taxes on the individual citizens in the area in order to compensate for that. And that's why people who are homeowners, um, small business owners such as yourself, yes, uh, are, are uh, being taxed to the hilt. Uh, in order to make up the the difference from all of this corporate welfare that the uh, government here in the state of Indiana loves to brag about. It's incredibly corrosive to the local economy when you favor out-of-state investors over your local small business owners, which is exactly what's happening. They're taxing us to the hilt. And as far as my business, they've raised property taxes on the majority of my properties by about 28%. And lawmakers 
workers claim, you know, to represent the, you know, the poor, the downtrodden, uh, and you know, be able to protect those communities. But by this deleterious policy of taxation, they're actually most impacting those communities by raising the overall cost of living at a time when Americans can't afford it because of runaway inflation egged on by the Biden administration. So they're getting hit by both sides, by national and local government. And what's most disgusting is we live in the state of Indiana, where it's a majority Republican state, not only a majority Republican state, a super majority in the General Assembly, both houses, plus the governor's office, and they don't want to do a damn thing about it. So, you know, I'm frustrated, and that's why I'm very excited that you are once again taking a stab at the governor's office. And, uh, you know, we need a change in leadership or at least someone who can hold the Republican Party accountable and get them off their ass. Well, you're you're absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that uh, really, really uh, it breaks my heart is to look at the number of citizens in the state of Indiana who are struggling at their kitchen table on a, a probably a, a daily basis. Uh, how am I going to put gas in my car with gas prices the way they are? How am I going to buy groceries and keep groceries in the house uh, the way that grocery prices are? Uh, how am I going to keep a job when uh, the the government uh, of the state of Indiana is, as you said, uh, they favor the out-of-state corporation over the small business owner in Indiana, and then when the corporation's tax incentives expire, they up and leave for a better deal somewhere else. And they usually end up laying off, or, or as we've seen here recently, um, there are companies that uh, I believe uh, it's Formstack in Fishers uh, laid off a bunch of people because they're not doing as well as they thought they were going to do. And so the government gives these corporations these big tax breaks. They still can't make a go of it. They All of the people that they say they're going to hire, they end up laying off, letting go. Those people now don't have a job and need to go find one. And government in the state of Indiana is voting itself pay increases. I, I think that is, is wholly wrong. And I think that the, the fact that we can't get uh, tax relief, we can't get any, you know, when you say the economy in Indiana is not as good as the governor keeps saying it is, people go, oh, no, that's the Democrats' fault in the federal government. The state can't do anything about that. And I say that that's a bunch of baloney. They absolutely could do things if they wanted to. Local property taxes are specifically under the purview of the General Assembly and not the federal government. They're the ones who set that policy. And you touched on something that's absolutely disgusting, which is that these legislators, those sitting in the General Assembly, they can afford the tax increases of 25 or 50 or sometimes more percentage points on their properties because they just voted themselves a pay raise when ordinary Americans don't have the ability to do that. 
that. Trust me, I'd love it if I could, you know, over here at Radio One, uh, if my pay rate uh, raises were uh, subject to popular vote, that'd be great. I'd love to vote myself a pay raise, but we can't do it. And, uh, you know, ordinary Americans obviously don't have that ability. So it's disgusting that they can absorb the tax increases, but ordinary Americans can't. You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm Ethan Hatcher. We're talking with Donald Rainwater uh, about the inaction of Indiana Republicans, the stressors of uh, rising property taxes and taxes generally on Americans, and also uh, his campaign for governor in 2024. So tell us, what's going to be your plan of attack for the governor's office, and what are you proposing for a change that would give Hoosiers relief? Well, you know, and I've, I've talked about this now for quite a while. If I had my way, we would abolish the property tax altogether. But unfortunately, the citizens of the state of Indiana have been under this thumb for so long that they think it belongs on them. And so people aren't really prepared for the idea of abolishing the property tax. So the first thing that I have done is I've proposed that we set a true cap of 1% of the purchase price of the property. And that would be a maximum of the purchase price. And that would be static for the time you own the property. And that would not just go for primary residences, but that would go for any residence. So let's say, for example, you are a uh, small business owner who owns a number of rental properties. Like your like rental my properties. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> your rental properties are residences. Therefore, the property tax on that residence would be 1% of what you paid for the property when you closed on it, and it would be that for the lifetime that you own the property. Only when you sell it to someone else would the property tax rate of 1% of the purchase price result in a higher tax. See, we, we, we're being lied to today. Oh, there's a property cap. A property tax cap, but the reality is, is one percent of an assessed value is not a cap, because they reassess every year and it goes up and up. Even if you don't improve your property in any way, and that is an arbitrary taxable value, and that's not good. It's the same with your your vehicle registration every year. People have to pay an excise tax. Uh, I believe that you should register your vehicle when you buy it. You should pay the sales tax on the vehicle. You should pay a registration fee, a one-time fee of less than $50. And that should be it for the length of time you own that vehicle. You don't need, pardon me. You don't need to re-register every year and get a little sticker. You would just have a permanent license plate on that car that belonged to you and that car. And then if you sold the car, then that person would pay sales tax on the sale of the car. And they would get a registration, and it would be for the life of the car. That would save Hoosiers hundreds of dollars a year 
on vehicle registration that they could put towards something else that their household needs. And these are things that are simple, simple plans. Now, you're talking my language, Donald. I love the solutions that you're proposing because it would present enormous cost savings to Hoosiers and homeowners and provide incentive for them to remain in their houses and invest in the community of which they live. But I can already hear the naysayers chirping and squawking that you're how are you going to replace uh, the income for the government? Because there are some services the government needs to provide roads, fire, police, et cetera, um, public education also among them. Uh, because it's one of the largest uh, uh, budget consumers in our state. And I guess my question to you would be, what other alternative taxes would replace some of the uh, some of the property taxes um, w- when you're only essentially paying a one-time fee? Because you're going to need to fund some well, elements of the government still. Would that be through like a, a sales tax? Um, because I know that's a popular uh, uh, solution at the national level with like the national sales tax. Well, we have a sales tax in Indiana, Um and Ethan, the reality is, is that uh, we don't need a new tax. As a matter of fact, I've pledged in 2020, and I will again pledge, the uh, Taxpayer Protection Pledge, which is uh, published by the uh, Americans for Tax Reform. And it says that as governor, I will oppose and veto any and all attempts to increase taxes. So I don't believe we need to create a new tax or increase the sales tax. There's an old sales cliche. We lose a little on every sale, but we make up for it in volume. And what that means is this. If we eliminated the state income tax, and we capped the property tax at 1% of the purchase price, and we did away with annual vehicle registrations and the excise taxes on that, and we, we focused on individual citizens and not corporate welfare in the state of Indiana, people would be moving here instead of Florida. And yes, the weather's nicer in Florida, but people would come here and they would want to live here and they would buy things here and spend their money here. And instead of having to raise the sales tax from 7%, we would just be improving our economy because more people would be living here and spending their money here and coming here and starting small businesses here. You would generate a an economic revival in the state of Indiana by just doing what makes sense. And they may have the weather down there in Florida, but we have the Hoosier hospitality and the Midwestern good spirit. I don't think you can replace that. There's no Absolutely. contest. Thanks for yes, listening. There to- is more than corn in Indiana. It's the truth. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Saturday Night on the Circle. That's been Donald Rainwater, and I'm Ethan Hatcher. Uh, Donald, it's been a great conversation. I-, I love I love your proposals, and I'll definitely be seeing more of you on the campaign trail. I sported Abdul off to be uh, uh, throwing you some campaign dollars too. <laughs> well, we sure do appreciate it, and Ethan, it's always a a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to 93 WIBC. Coming down, you took me by surprise. 
This is Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC. Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle. I'm your host, Ethan Hatcher. And this segment I originally intended to get into, uh, as Joe Biden calls them, the transgender Americans and their antics on the front lawn of the White House. But I ran a little long with the Donald Rainwater interview, so we will be doing some switching around, moving to the segments. You know, that's kind of the flow of live radio. Sometimes you got to move it. Um, and instead address the terrible miscarriage of justice that is the Daniel Penny indictment coming through the news this week. It appears a grand jury has decided there's enough evidence to move forward with a prosecution against Daniel Penny for uh, his uh, involvement in the death of Jordan Neely on May 1st. Uh, He was a former Michael Jackson impersonator and uh, occasional occasional uh, threatener of random civilians. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, this is incredibly sad. And I guess to a certain extent, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous to say, but it's to be expected. And I only say that because A, the state of New York, B, the state of America, and C, the fact that according to many studies, um, indictment by grand juries ranges from uh, approximately 95 to 99%. It's almost pointless to take something before the grand jury because it's nearly a guarantee that it will move forward and only occasionally, likely for political insiders, do they choose not to move forward uh, with indictment. So obviously this isn't you know a guilty charge. Uh, the trial will move forward, but it is sad that in uh, uh, one of the, well, the largest city in America, New York, um, that, that, that they are taking away your right to self-defense. I guess you just got to put up with it on the subway if somebody is threatening to kill you which i believe they have on tape in this in this instance um and daniel penny obviously no malice towards this jordan neely doing his duty to protect the uh the passengers on the train from this maniac who's running around and losing his mind get out of new york folks because it is just a wasteland a hellhole Um, And if you are an upstanding American, you are going to be the target. You have a target on your back in this liberal community. And it's not just white, I, uh, white people, because I loved how the AP kind of framed the narrative when they were reporting on this story. They're they're like, uh, you know, Daniel Perry is white while Jordan Neely is. Is black, and I love the the phrasing of that because it's saying it without saying it. It's planting the seeds of oh, this is a racial issue without specifically printing that in the article, and that's kind of how the media engineers conversations, especially the so-called objective or straight news media like the AP. It's the framing of their stories, uh, but it's not just white Americans because um, nearly the same set of circumstances has happened yet again this time to an African-American, Jordan Williams, who fatally stabbed a 36-year-old man who was hassling his girlfriend, punched her right in the face. And I guess in Alvin Bragg's New York City, you just got to put up with that. Somebody's threatening your life, you just got to put up with that. There's nothing that you can do. Self-defense not allowed um, in New York City. Absolutely obscene, ridiculous, and his mother uh, setting up a Give, Send, Go fundraiser she created and making the comparison between her son's case um, and the case of Daniel Penny, saying on the Give, Fund, Go 
uh, give send go. Simply stated, these cases have become all too familiar in New York City, and the situation resembles that of Daniel Penny, who is out on bail and able to defend himself freely. We just pray for the same opportunity. Uh, he should not suffer. Uh, my son should not suffer because he cannot afford bail on a case when he simply uh, was justified in the actions he took. Why should Jordan have to suffer at Rikers Island and fight his case from a cage? I agree. And sadly, uh, the citizens of New York City are not safe from the corrosive effects of liberal policy on the criminal justice system, the aptly named criminal justice system, justice for criminals by criminals in the state of New York City. Um, and at the same time, these two cases are going on. Civilians getting assaulted in the subway. Alvin Bragg, the DA, who's going after Donald Trump on a ridiculous uh, uh, charge of business fraud. At the same time, he's facing federal uh, charges um, and then giving sweetheart deals to anti-Semitic assailants. Yes, it's true. Uh, this is Joseph Borgen, 31. He was brutally beaten by a pro-Palestinian demonstrator in May of 2021. It was caught on tape when uh, Wasim Asawade uh, was filmed beating him with crutches. Beating him with crutches and only sentenced to 18 uh, months for this hate crime. It's interesting, uh, Alvin Bragg not taking hate crimes seriously in the liberal so-called city of New York um, and offering him an 18-month plea deal after... Uh, Wasim had said he would gladly do it again, infamously telling prosecutors, I have no problem doing it again. Uh, if I could do it again, I would do it again. And giving him a sweetheart plea deal while Alvin Bragg is going after prosecuting uh, Donald Trump, Daniel Penny, and now also uh, facing charges is Jordan Williams, individuals who are just defending themselves on a public train, in an unsafe city that has been created by liberal policy. Thanks for listening to Saturday Night on the Circle. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit about the transgender Americans, as Joe Biden calls them, and their antics on the front lawn of the White House. Don't miss that. Coming up next on 93 WIBC. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night on the Circle podcast. Be sure to catch us live every Saturday night from 7 to 9 Eastern on 93 WIBC Indianapolis and watch us on the YouTube live stream where you can comment live with other fans. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. is Saturday night on The Circle on 93 WIPC. Yeah. Well, 
Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle. Don't forget to check the podcast at SaturdayNightOnTheCircle.Fireside.FM plus WIBC.com and hop in the chat while we stream live via the YouTube. I'm your host, Ethan Hatcher. That's producer Carl. Beep, 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 pushing those buttons and doing the things to make the show function. This segment, we're going to discuss these transgester Americans and their antics on the White House lawn. And that's not me being mean. That's just what the president called him. I, I can quote him. He said it right here. As commander in chief, I was proud to have ended the ban on transgender Americans, transgender Americans serving in the United States military. titled because what happened on the lawn of the White House was nothing less than a circus. And of course, Corrine Jean-Pierre, she's doing some posturing and, oh my, this is completely unacceptable. But, you know, like they didn't see that coming. Wait, KJP is is Southern? Oh, well, (laughs) Couldn't do a French accent. It just, don't overthink it, Carl. Carl's. Carl's throwing a wrench in the operation there. But um, she's saying, like, the LGBT community is literally under attack. Literally. Shite. Oh, yes. That's shite. Okay, so she's saying they're under attack, but on the White House lawn, they put the pride flag front and center, center violating U.S. flag code, incidentally, but I guess that's not important in the Biden administration. And don't say that it's not political. It's absolutely political as it would be if you were to say I don't know replace that with a blue lives matter flag and it wouldn't be less offensive and it wouldn't be less of a violation against the US flag code and yes it would absolutely be a political statement so the Biden administration is engaging in political posturing and then uh, <laughs> and then disrespecting the American flag in the process and what happened on the uh, White House lawn, of course, is to be expected from a pride celebration. One of these individuals decided, hey, this is a good opportunity. Take off my shirt, start showing off my boobs, my, you know, my fake boobs, I guess I should say. It's trans transgender individual uh, by the name of Rose Montoya. And, you know, just, uh, you know, decide to play it safe, quote unquote, by covering, covering the nips. And then post this video on the Instagram and felt comfortable doing so because that's the kind of thing thing that you see at a pride celebration it's just to be expected of course they felt empowered to do this on the white house lawn and didn't see a problem with that because that's the kind of activity that goes on at a pride celebration and why some people say that it's inappropriate for children to be in attendance like no duh and kareen jean pierre acting like oh you know this is completely unacceptable and uh, unexpected behavior uh, having received the statement that uh, the White House believes that was inappropriate, disrespectful, is there going to be a greater effort in the future to communicate a code of conduct for White House guests? Look, we've, as you mentioned, the statement uh, that we put out, you heard from us earlier today, uh, the, the behavior was simply unacceptable. Uh, we've been very clear about that. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. Uh, so, you know, 
we're going to continue to be clear on that. And uh, that type of behavior is, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. And let's not, uh, it, it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus families. Again, hundreds of families who were here uh, to celebrate uh, their community and who are here in attendance. So um, look, individuals in the video uh, certainly will not be invited to future events. And uh, this is has not occurred before, right? This is not, this was not a normal thing that has happened under this administration. You have to get out of denial. I've had failure in my life, but one thing I'm not in is denial. You're in denial. I'm not in denial. Without a doubt, she's in denial. There's so many things wrong, and yet everybody's in denial. Stop being in denial! Oh, like this isn't a normal thing at a pride celebration, completely in denial. Even other members of the LGBT community recognize some of the antics that go on at pride celebrations are in age inappropriate for children. And look, I want—I I don't have a problem with who you want to sleep with. I, you know, and if you want to go and celebrate it out in the streets, that's fine. That's fine too. But don't claim that it's age appropriate and family friendly when you're simulating sex acts on floats as part of the parade uh, festivities and that's that's the kind of thing that's going on uh wednesday youtube added an age restriction to a video from a transsexual youtube uh, vlogger named blair white who shared a video of a pride parade where children were present which youtube de uh, deemed to be age inappropriate for viewers under 18 too hot for the internet but apparently just fine for families to attend and it's not the kind the first time that we've seen this level of of blatant hypocrisy. You may remember um, uh, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. He held a press conference explaining why he pushed to remove certain books from school libraries and then showed the books as part of the discussion. And during news reports of his press conference, they were blurring out the pages and the covers of these books because it was too offensive for their viewing audience, but apparently completely appropriate for children in school libraries. So obviously the irony is thick. The standards are doubled and th th these antics <laughs> are insulting to everyone's intelligence. Um, and, and in addition to, of course, how insulting this is, it's also dangerous and they're targeting children, especially in the state of California, where now a bill has been proposed, which would essentially label it child abuse for parents not to affirm their children's gender identity and treatments uh, to that effect. You know, hormone, uh, hormone therapy, surgical mutilation, uh, you know, anything goes in the state of California get out get out it's time to leave uh, california new york and best better yet leave their policy destructive policies behind what a wasteland we got to live through this clown show every day. But that's why I'm energized by the campaign of candidates like Ron DeSantis, who promised to stand in opposition to the woke mob. And I think we need to hear uh, that message now more than ever. As president, I recognize that the woke mind virus represents a war on the truth. So we will wage a war on the woke. We will fight the woke in education. We will fight the woke in the corporations. We will fight the woke in the halls of Congress. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. We will make woke ideology 
leave it to the dustbin of history. It's gone. And when you got transgender activists dancing around topless on the lawn of the White House, that's a message that's worth spreading. And of course, they rationalized uh, their behavior and said that, well, it's perfectly legal in the state uh, or in the city of Washington, D.C. to go topless. And the very fact that it was considered offensive by critics validated their identity as a female because uh, that wouldn't be objectionable if it were a man. And yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure it would be objectionable for a man to be walking around shirtless on the lawn of the White House as part of an official event. Like, where is your de- sense of decorum? But the, these, this is the kind of activity that Joe Biden, uh, you know, fills him uh, with pride, inspires him because he sees courage in that sort of behavior. We all talk about courage. Well, I see more courage in this lawn than I've seen in any time in the recent past. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure the members of our military might have something to say about that, considering the sacrifices they've made due to uh, poor decisions from the executive. You're listening to Saturday Night on The Circle. Stay tuned for more. We're going to be wrapping things up coming up in the next segment, but don't miss a moment. Hopefully, we're going to wind things down and end it on a little bit more positive notes um, with music uniting, uh, uniting us. So stay tuned for that on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to my world Won't you come on in You're listening to Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC Step into my Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle where we're wrapping things up on a beautiful Saturday evening I want to give a shout out to WIBC superfan Drake earlier this afternoon had the opportunity to stop by the baby shower he had out in Franklin, Indiana for uh, his his wife, uh, himself and his child. It was a wonderful uh, wonderful exchange, beautiful house, uh, and really reminds you when you go out to uh, rural communities <laughs> why people are so afraid afraid of Indianapolis. Uh, you know, it's, it just seems much cleaner, much safer. 
Um, but yeah, I had a, had a good time and I uh, wanted to thank him for his hospitalities. Absolutely left me stuffed. The food was delicious and sent me home with like two Tupperware things full of food. So I'm going to have, have food for a couple days. Thank you to listener Drake. All right. Wrapping things up here on a Saturday evening. Um, there was a brave uh, ruling from Judge Marsha Peckman of U.S. District Court for the Western District of Washington, uh, who issued a preliminary injunc- injunction against the city of Seattle. And I thought maybe our listeners would like to know and they can go write her a thank you note uh, on the side of her house in spray paint. Uh, I say that because now uh, she's put an injunction against the city for enforcing um, their uh, anti-vandalism and graffiti ordinance. Uh, (laughs) The judge, Marsha Peckman, uh, says on its face, the ordinance sweeps so broadly that it criminalizes innocuous drawings from a child's drawing of a mermaid to pro-police messages written by the Seattle Police Foundation that can hardly be said to constitute visual blight in which would naturally in which would naturally wash away in the next rainstorm. I'm pretty sure the city of Seattle has got bigger fish to fry than children drawing sidewalk drawings on their uh, with chalk on the sidewalk. What is this? This is absolutely ridiculous. And now, as a result of this ruling, uh, the city of Seattle and the police department is prohibited from enforcing their graffiti ordinances, leaving uh, businesses and homeowners uh, open to vandalism without a matter of recourse from the police department. They said, we understand and share the concerns that are being relayed by our community businesses and residents alike. And they're going to seek a solution to the problem forthwith, uh, seeking a quick uh, reconsidering of the ruling don't blame them but in the meantime while vandalism is apparently uh, a part of your free speech rights um, according to Judge Marsha Peckman uh, there in U.S. District Court up there in the state of Washington write her a thank you note right on the side of her house I'm sure she would appreciate that Um, Meanwhile, there was also an interesting ruling. Uh, It's going to be up to the Michigan Supreme Court to decide if the government can use drones to spy on you without a warrant. This is relating to a uh, a case between uh, um, Michigan uh, City and Todd and Heather Maxson, who live on a five-acre property uh, in rural Long Lake Township, and neighbors had complained they were using their property like a junkyard and storing vehicles um, after the city had entered a a plea bargain, a civil agreement with uh, the couple. Uh, Neighbors said that they continued to put vehicles on uh, on their property after agreeing not to. Um, However, you couldn't see it from the street, which made enforcement difficult. And so the city hired a, a third party vendor to fly drones over their house in order to uh, uh, find these people and then uh, uh, find them. So now the the case is going before the Michigan Supreme Court. um, And of course, the couple is saying it violates their Fourth Amendment rights. um, And uh, certainly the government needs a warrant. They're going to spy on you. That shouldn't be controversial. You're listening to Saturday Night on The Circle. But before I go, I uh, completely missed this bite. Happened a couple weeks ago. It was a state house dinner where Joe Biden hosted the president of South Korea, President Yoon. And apparently one of his favorite songs is American Pie. And he sang it before the state house audience. And I wanted to play that. A long, long time ago. I can still remember how the music used to make me smile. 
Now I knew if I had my chains That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while <laughs> February made me shiver With the paper I deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't have one more step I can't remember if I tried when I Well, the bowery's willow bright Something touched me deep inside The day the music It shows how no matter what the barriers are, language or politics, we can unite the world through music. And despite how ridiculous uh, things are right now, I thought that was a positive way to end the show. Unfortunately, I've run myself out of time, so I leave you with my parting words of wisdom. Wherever you are, whoever you're with, whatever you're doing, remember that life is a state of mind. See you next time. (laughs) 